You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, uh, guys, gals, uh, moms, dad, kids. Uh, for me here in New Jersey, hey, happy first day of school. Uh, actually, I have a friend who uh, moved over the summer to Chicago, and they actually uh, put up on Facebook, uh, to all our Jersey friends, here's pictures of our kids on their 16th day of school. Yes, guys, I know we're abnormally weird. But uh, look, uh, Mrs. L's back in school. Mrs. Lloyd's back in school. The kids are back in school. Uh, a little bit of normalcy. Um, you know, craziness, normalcy, I guess. That's the way it works. Um, but the good news is it's Thursday night. There's a game going on right now. Um, we're not too far away uh, from kicking off the Browns. 2019 regular season. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories, along for the ride on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, look, Pete, there is some Brown stuff to get to, but there's just, and I almost want to thank Antonio Brown and the Raiders right now because they're kind of just getting us through that, that hump part of every day. You know, Wednesday's the hump day. They're getting us through that weird 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. part of every day. So I want to appreciate them for that, but it's just getting worse and worse and there's several angles, and I'm going to let you go here. I'll let you start here, but there is just so much to this on both sides because this is such a scenario of, you know, no, probably nobody's right in this at all, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the Raiders are wrong necessarily, but uh, my feeling on everything I've seen so far is the only person who really wants Antonio Brown to play for the Raiders is Drew Rosenhaus. Um, it just seems like – uh, Mike Mayock is done with him. Just absolutely, you know, it's just over his shit. Um, Antonio Brown is is bat- mad that somebody's calling him on his shit. And, you know, the, 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 he's apparently, like, so outraged by this whole thing that he tried to throw down on Mike Mayock and is willing to jeopardize $30 million over 50K. Like, this, it's just, everything about this just has child written all over it. And... Uh, I'm amazed that the the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were able to keep this uh, as you know relatively calm as they did for as long as they did. Uh, and I understand part of this is some of this didn't really come out until Antonio Brown really started getting money uh, and became this like sort of outlandish because there was talk that that was when it really sort of started getting weird with him in Pittsburgh. But even so, I mean, the fact that it went this far, I mean, everything sounds like when it was, you know, Josh Gordon and Trent Richardson here and a good day was when, you know, people in the front office would show up and both their cars were in the parking lot. Like it just, and, and this, you know, and the Steelers are ultimately going to look back on this era having won a couple Super Bowls, but this little stretch here, having one of the most talented teams and, and coming up empty. Now, obviously they could win this year or next year, whatever, but, um, <laughs> Nevertheless, I mean, you're sort of going to look at this sort of era in time. It's going to be like those Houston Oilers teams before the team moved, where it's just like these teams are so stupidly talented. Why aren't they winning? And it's just now that now there's, you know, at least a threat of suspending for week one. There's just all this stuff. And you've got Drew Rosenhaus on TV basically pleading for this thing to work out because all he's sitting there looking at is going, look, I've got $30 million worth of, uh, of, you know, commission to get out of this. And you guys, I, I'm not going to let this thing uh, go wrong because if 
uh, ultimately if Antonio Brown, if they void, managed to avoid the deal because he's such a, such a uh, disruption, he's going to get lose $30 million and the Raiders are going to basically be able to, would be able to get rid of him off their cap for nothing. Uh, this is where I'm going to kind of go with this, where I think both of them are wrong. Um, and look, and this is something where Mike, Mike Mayock was going to struggle with this aspect of it. What has Mike done for the last, I guess, what, seven to ten years? He's met with, and he's, you know, what did he do, Notre Dame for a while, obviously he did Notre Dame games. But as far as being a draft guy, what did he meet? Kids who 95% of them were on their absolute best behavior, trying to say everything the right way, trying to do everything the right way to secure their draft position, improve their draft position. This is where he was going to struggle. You know, and you're going to deal with veterans who are now set in their ways, who already are on contracts and paid well. And, you know, so for the Raiders right now to say, well, you want to know what? I mean, we're having a really difficult time because Antonio Brown is acting like an a-hole. Well, if Antonio Brown wasn't acting like an a-hole, Antonio Brown would still be a Pittsburgh Steeler. This is how you ended up getting him. This is how you ended up getting him for the compensation you did. So it's like you can't cry about the spilled milk. I mean, it was spilled when you got it. So, if, you know, from that standpoint, that's an issue. Um, and it's also this, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, uh, you know, maybe you, 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 your friend dated somebody two months, whatever. And they're really good looking. And then you start dating them. But guess what? It's not going to change whether it's a girl or a guy. They ain't got no job. Uh, you know, they're borrowing money from you. Now you're paying safe home bills. It's great that the sex is great, but it's not getting you anywhere in the long term. This is what the Raiders got into bed with. So to complain about the fact that, you know, it, it, you know Antonio Brown's, it, it was a shit deal five months after you made it. Well, maybe you should have thought a little more thoroughly about it when you made it. And, you know, look, John Gruden, you know, Pete and I were just talking earlier, you know, there's John Gruden can be a hard ass. I mean, go back and you would, I'm not saying he's wrong or whatever, but there was the Keyshawn Johnson issue where that ended his year in Tampa Bay with, you know, Tampa and John Gruden. So, you know, these guys got to understand, you know, and John being away from the game so long, players are different now. And look, I, I hate to say that you kind of have to coddle your headline attractions or maybe just say, look, you know, what it is what it is. I'm not a fan of it, but I need the guy because if he can get my team closer to wins, not that we think the Raiders are that good, but if they, you know, if Antonio Brown can deliver you 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, there's shit you just got to deal with it, Pete. So you can't, I mean, they're trying to put the cork back in the bottle right now. It, the, it was that when they got the bottle, the cork was already out. There's nothing they can do about it. This is who he was when they got him. Well, I think some of this goes back to the fact that, you know, this is John Gruden's team. Uh, and ultimately Mike Mayock is sort of just working there. And there, there's a large part of this that feels like John Gruden's like, go get this guy. We'll make it work. And we'll make it work is turned into Mike Mayock has to make it work. And Mike Mayock's not like Mike Mayock is, 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 is a very old school guy. You know, I mean, he's yep. entertaining, but that's, you know, even when he was in NFL network, that was part of his charm as being that old school you know, guys like us could relate to him. That's what we, that's what we grew up with. The, the people who were above us. Exactly. So that part of it feels like it's just very miscast and that Mayox, you know, he, 
who does he always fall in love with come draft time? It's white safeties from Notre Dame and those hard-ass – Boston College, Stanford, those are his guys. Yeah, I mean, he likes those dudes, and that's just not Antonio Brown. And, and, and again, I think John Gruden is looking at this as, look, man, we need all the talent we can get. I will make it work. And he, they're not even getting to that point uh, where that, 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 that's becoming part of this. And, again, I, I think Mike Mayock is ultimately going to take a lot of blame that is really John Gruden. And, no you know, if this ultimately goes bad, and it will – and I, and I mean the team, not just this move, uh, that, John, that John Gruden is ultimately going to throw Mayock under the bus. And obviously, when you have a $100 million contract, that's just what happens. But, yeah, I mean, there's just uh, – everything about this seemed questionable. Obviously, you got him for a third and, round, third and fifth round pick, which so many people thought was a steal. And they uh, still had a trem- – they still had a really deep draft haul, so. Yeah, but it's just – this is why he was so cheap. Uh, this is why, you know, you can get a guy like this. I mean, you, you know, you're looking at the, you're looking at that fourth round, third and fifth, and you're hoping it's like Randy Moss over again, where it's that fourth rounder that New England traded the Raiders at the time, and the Raiders are basically trying to get that back, and it's just not there. Um, and there were obviously a ton of good tweets on this um, today. Um, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, you know, Justice Mosqueda, you know, uh, you know, buddies, uh, Pete and I, guys, you know, in the circle, and uh, well, Antonio Brown is finally ups- is really upset about the fact that the Raiders used the fourth overall pick on the third best Clemson defensive lineman. I thought that was pretty good, so I, I think that was the best one there. But look, I mean, this whole situation, you know, look, I mean, whether it was the you know, the cryogenic machine in the helmet or whatever, and there is this aspect to it is Antonio Brown probably seriously needs to sit down with somebody. I mean, because if this is a shtick, it's terrible. Or is there really, you know, does the guy maybe have some issues? Because it's almost to the point where you, you got to think it can't be a shtick because it's so freaking insanely weird that either way, you know, if there was a judge involved, hey, yeah, let's get him on a couch for an hour and see exactly what's going on there. There is an Eddie Murphy vibe with Antonio Brown and that Eddie Murphy, I was obviously, you know, king of comedy for you know basically the 80s and he got a, a ton of money and and people just stopped saying no to him when they should have and then released like your album and any number of other uh bad decisions and, oh, and then he was not a fan of party all the time <laughs> and then you're wondering why things are not going well uh so yeah i mean that's it just every aspect of it and look but i mean you know when you and this is was the same thing. I mean, Terrell Owens was another one. Everywhere he went, oh my God! Well, we're having issues with Terrell Owens. Well, no, come on! It's always been this. You know, like you know, I don't know. You know, it, it reminds me of a. And it was my grandfather. You know, uh, you know, you lay with the dogs. Eventually, you're gonna get fleas. So, I mean, this. You know, you can't be surprised about this. And the fact that it can't surface five months later. Well, that's the reason he's not in Pittsburgh. It's at this point, it's just stupid. In this respect of it, uh, you know, obviously, guys, with the regular season here, this is bringing back um, the crossover episodes, you know, which I, I do like. Um, you know, it's nice to get to, uh, you know, because, you know, I've looked, I mean, there's group emails, but, you know, there's not a ton of guys I talk to through the network, uh, you know, some more than others or whatever. But um, it, it's nice to get those back into it. Um, 
Locked on Titans is just relaunching here. I wasn't even aware of it, and I actually, you know, but I did have on uh, Justin Mello from SB Nation. He's a dra- great draft guy, great Titans guy. Whether or not he thinks the Titans, you know, the fact that he's going, Titans are going to win 16, 13. I still like Justin, but you know, hopefully that goes absolutely and just totally blows up in his face. It's time. Uh, it, it's time to celebrate. Uh, football is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests. Um, obviously, you already missed the Thursday night one, but check anything out over at DraftKings. Um, it'll be going on all night. Obviously, you know, Monday night, you got two games. Probably there's going to be ways to work it there. Probably can play the Sunday night game. Obviously, can play the Sunday day slate. So check out single game, showdown, uh, you know, the sweat. Obviously, the sweat of when you have money involved, fantasy-wise. Um, usually, you pick six players. You know, you got to manage them within a salary cap. So go, ha- go ahead, check out over at DraftKings. Use the promo code NOSPACE, all caps, Locked on, and for a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Drop a five, drop 500, they'll match you 500. If it's something you like to do, if, you know, I mean, I know Pete's not a big fantasy guy. The daily, I am not one that I get into. I'm sorting my limit my leagues as the years go on. It's just, I just got way too much going on. But go ahead, check out Locked On. Now, I do like to play like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, Monday night's. Sunday night, something I could probably get into, but go ahead and check it out. Um, you know, obviously tons of money at stake. DraftKings has been around for a while. They know what they're doing. So go to DraftKings.com, download the app, uh, use the promo code locked on first. If you put down 500, they'll match your 500. So it's a nice initial, uh, return there. You know, the way the house works, they always want you coming back So go ahead and, uh, check out DraftKings, wet your whistle, get the sweat going on as we roll on through uh, what is going to be the first weekend of NFL action. Uh, we'll jump to this one here next, Pete. Um, and Giovanni Ravis, I thank you. And guys, look, I mean, I, I'm trying to monitor everything on my social media right now, and it's tough, guys. I'll be honest. I, I have the I have the memory right now of a probably a fly. Uh, I'm literally with a pad every day trying to write down the stuff i got to remember with everything that's, you know, I got to do as far as a father and a husband and everything that's going on with, you know, obviously, you know, what we're going through. And again, thanks everybody for all the support there. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing a lot, but what I'm recalling, but Giovanni Rivies, yes, this was definitely something I wanted to get here tonight. Pete, I got to be honest, um, whether, you know, maybe it is something, maybe it's not this Odell Beckham Jr. thing in the hip. You're hearing this and look, we have not seen any game action. Um, yeah, zero for the preseason, but you're seeing some practice action. I don't know, Pete, for me, it almost kind of seems a little bit like a rope-a-dope. Um, I don't doubt that there was something with his hip, but it always felt like a means to slow him down, uh, to, to avoid him, you know, grinding himself, uh, before it mattered, um, you know, and, and they, they've talked about that directly. So it's, you know, I, like I said, I assume there was something real with this but it just seemed like it became an excuse to not have him, you know, particularly team drills. Uh, they, they, he, he seemed to do a lot of individual stuff over the past week or so, uh, but just haven't sort of let him loose in team. And I think largely it was just a, set, a, a sense of what, you know, we don't really, we know what he is. We, we don't need him, need him to do anything else at this point. We just want to get him out there on Sunday and let him do his thing. So, I, you know, to me, it's it's a nothing deal. The Browns are sort of playing the, – the, like Todd Munkin today was sort of playing it off as, 
you know, we really haven't seen the full Odell Beckham yet, uh, which, you know, obviously that would be an exciting concept. But everybody seems to sort of be using this to sort of set expectations, whether you're, you know, anti-Odell Beckham, you're using this to suggest that this is going to be an excuse for him not playing well. If you you love Odell Beckham, you're sort of looking at this as, well, he's not really there yet. Uh, You know, he's not, not even at his full power yet. And you've got, you know, Baker Mayfield and all these things. And basically, you know, these can be unleashed on the Titans, uh, which is the word I would use for it. But it just, you know, it just feels like a very big nothing burger that we're trying, you know, that, you know, we have, we are so past the point we are ready for the season that, you know, like this past week, it's just been, you know, once the, once the roster was set and they got through all their moves and moving guys around and waiver claims and all that, there was basically, let's just play the goddamn game already. We can't wait. And I think that's part of what this was. I mean, yeah, I mean, literally to the point of like Tennessee, how fast can you get here? Um, we'll pay the freight. We'll get you guys out here. Let's just get this shit going and get it over with. Um, and I couldn't agree more. And, and that's the worst part of anything is when you were literally because now and this is maybe part of with the Browns having the open practices and the amount they did is everything was there. And now everybody got into such a buildup of there was tons of content and tons of ways to you know put out content. You had a million things to talk about, whether it was the injuries, whether it was Duke, whether it was Kareem's injury and so many other things. Now it's, you know, you're in the game week where it's all of a sudden, you know, it's almost like blinders are pulled down. Well, what is there to talk about? And, but in the same respect, you also hear things like, um, you know, Freddie Kitchen saying, wow, I had no idea what a student of the game Odell Beckham is. You know, he takes, I, I believe the term was copious. I like copious. Copious is definitely very, very, I, that's one I like, copious, no doubt. But it takes copious notes. And, but look, Odell has been around for a while. So it's, you know, and yes, obviously he's missed some time with, you know, with obviously a, a heinous injury a year and a half ago. But it's not like it's to the point where he, Pete, he doesn't have a good read and resume on a lot of cornerbacks in this league. And it's so different now. And even like, I mean, because we've, we've, ta- we've talked about offensive linemen and defensive linemen from opposite teams after regular season games talking, you know, you know, move, you know, pass rush moves, counter moves as an offensive lineman. The, the league on a whole and the players on a whole, they're, they're, a more educated and B, they're more kind of there for each other. Sure. There's definitely an element of that. Uh, you know, there's all these, uh, these sort of clinics, that of course. players setting up their own clinics, that type of thing, various sort of, you know, the, the pass rush summit, uh, the offensive line uh, thing down in Texas, you know, whatever uh, that there's just this element of, you know, there's, there's far more of a us versus them players versus sort of teams owner and owners mentality as as opposed to like the old school where, you know, you, you know, you lived, you lived in the community, you became part of that community because you were there forever. Uh, and obviously you weren't paid to the extent that you are, where it's almost like you're, you're sort of untouchable. It's just sort of the nature of the beast. If you're paying, you know, being paid that much money, uh, as opposed to, you know, having to go work a job in the off season. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's an element of, you know, as much as we want to compete and beat each other and, and, you know, win jobs against, you know, competitions, whatever, there is an, an element of, you know, we want everybody to get paid. 
on some level. We don't want anybody to get, you know, injured or whatever. Uh, that there is that sense of, look, we understand what we're here to do, but come on now. Uh, and that's forever going to exist in this league. Um, and guys, um, obviously, you know, one of these sponsors here, uh, you know, you know, as we're rolling through on September and look, they come in handy with, uh, you know, the amount of prime times, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, DoorDash. Um, if you're like me or anybody, um, but look, you know, I'm married. We have two kids. It's a long day at work. Uh, two parents at work. Uh, still stuck at the office. Don't feel like cooking when you get home. Open up the DoorDash app. Uh, choose when what you want to eat. And look, I mean, you have all your chain restaurants. Uh, obviously, local restaurants are involved wherever you're located throughout the United States. And the food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, no space, all caps. Guys, it's, I mean, you know, whether it's pizza, whatever, but I mean, look, if you're only going to use it once, spend $15 or more, get $5 off, go ahead and use the DoorDash app. We appreciate them, uh, you know, for their association uh, here with the Lockdown Network. And well, here's the MyBookie ad, and... Antonio Brown is a football player. I don't even know what to say whether or not he's on the Raiders right now or not. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Obviously, uh, Odell here. You know, Andrew Luck, hope you find what you're looking for. The one thing that has not changed is where the Lockdown Network is putting their money on the games over the weekend. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting their first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. And it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Guys, as always, you know, my bookie's been here for years. Um, with the, you know, as long as I've been here, my bookie's been sponsoring the show, you know, during the fall and during the season. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie is live in game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all the fantasy folks out there, you can even bet over under on how many fantasy points a player will score within each game. Right now, you drop $1,000. They will match your $1,000. They will double your first deposit up to $1,000. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on, space, locked, space, on, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie, dot com today. And remember to use the promo code, all caps, locked, space, on. Bet, win, get paid, and obviously... Appreciate them for uh, all the sponsorship they do over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, speaking of betting, what do you think the odds were of the Mets giving up seven to the Nationals in the ninth inning the other night? Oh, dude. Now, <laughs> that's actually a pretty good story. Now, obviously, guys, you know what I've been through here. So, uh, as it ended and I walked out, my wife, she's like, oh, who are you talking to? Like, you seem like... I was like, well, no, actually, I was watching the bottom of the ninth of the Met game, man. <laughs> so I had to explain to her how they keep. But it was, it, honestly, it, it was the worst part of it all was the managing. If you're going to put your closer out there, who's been shaky as hell, put him out there. That's fine. Or your best reliever had thrown eight pitches the inning before. 
that's great. You got the lead. Look, you were in, the Mets are in a win every day mode. Get yourself to the next day and figure how you win that day. It was look, uh, Cleveland. I'll be honest, as as great as this season has been, and I'm still actually Pete, and we've talked about this all through. I'm actually still interested in the Mets in September. Usually, what I say is, get me to the draft. At least get me to the draft, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, maybe get me to training camp. But here we are. Um, Cleveland, you want him? You, you're more than welcome to have Mickey Callaway back. Um, he, he Maybe he's a great pitching coach, but uh, this dude cannot manage baseball teams. So thanks for that little rub. Uh, dig, by the way, big guy. I always appreciate I, that. I thought I heard a stat, something along the lines of, like, the Mets were, like, 775-0 and 0 going into the uh, ninth inning with that big of a lead. Uh, well, well, if I'd known that, there has been something you could have used my bookie for, people. Could have went ahead and cashed that one in. Um, look, Nationals are a good team. Um, but, look, four to six against division rivals. Uh, Phillies come to town this weekend. And if I, I, I'm not trying to pour salt in wounds. It's not been going well for the Indians, right, Pete? No. They, 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 I'm not uh, trying to pour salt in wounds. I'm not really following. Guys no, no, I'm no, in they, and out of everything right now. No, they they have uh, they're they're down uh, two players with season-ending injuries. Tyler Naquin with an ACL. Uh, they lost. Oh, uh, it was the ACL. Okay, I remember. All right, lost Jose Ramirez with a broken hand. So it, they're basically oh, that, that was the hamate. Okay, I remember that in the hospital. So so it's entirely basically Carlos Santana coming in and hitting home runs to for them to win any games at this point. Yeah, look. It's... It's the problem is it, look it's it and honestly and it, as much as I talk with you Indian fans because obviously you're all Browns fans or whatever there's no different there's not big difference between the Indians and the Mets the problem is is you got ownership issues and that becomes a big thing well you know money and the bottom line blah, blah, blah. well you know the people you know both these people you know running the Mets and running the Indians well you know, don't complain to us about money okay I, I don't want to hear it. Um, and yes, you're gambling. Yes, you can spend some money to try and make some money. It's a little bit different for us common folk here in the real world. So, and that's one of the things that truly, truly does aggravate me. Um, this is actually an interesting one from Sam Penix. Do you think Vontez Perfect is a bad person? All day I've seen people saying that, that he's actually a good dude, but a switch gets flipped, him literally headhunt. Uh, I think, yeah, look, Vontez Perfect. I think he could probably make himself out to seem a good dude, but I'll be honest with you. When I watched him last year, and it was the it was the game in Cleveland, so it was the one later in the season where he literally like put his hands on like the trainer who was trying to help him off the field. You know, I'll just say right now, you tell me in three, four, five years, Vontez Burfett's in a bad place, and it could be because of CTE. I would not be surprised at all. Um, you know, early in his career, in his college career. Um, he he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy, and and there were there were teammates of his that played with him that you know thought he was very misunderstood because of all all the stuff. He, he just becoming a giant knucklehead uh, off the field or on the field in terms of making those plays. But it, just becoming a dick. He wasn't even a knucklehead. He was a dick. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, but he didn't have. You know, a bunch of off-field stuff. Like, he nope. never actually got in trouble at, you know, he was at Arizona State and stuff. Like, it wasn't until he uh, failed the drug test 
uh, at the combine that he really actually had something documented. Yeah, and, he, and the other only thing was is he didn't test well. He was a, he was a fantastic college player. Oh, that year I was all aboard Vontaze Perfect X Seven, and then the draft journey began where he went. Became, Jakai Pillay, he the whole scenario. He became just awful, and then the weed was the last straw for me before I finally jumped off uh, off the bandwagon. And then he, you know, obviously went undrafted and was great. I mean, he was legit great. But no, I mean, there were a lot of people who were like teammates that played with him at Arizona State, and they were just like, "Look, man, he's he's you know." At, at, I don't know if they're like saying he's a saint or anything, but he just isn't that guy. And then lately the past couple of years, you're getting to a point where it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the final, like, I mean, he'd almost, it was cause like he, he played with such like a, I don't even know if it was eighties. It was like, you know, I think of that guy from the Raiders who ended up, you know, taking out the guy from the Patriots, there is Stingley years. I mean, it was just like, dude, there's just shit you can't do on a field. Like, where would you even learn this? Like who taught you to even attempt this? And that's how bad he was. Um, and even still though, for an undrafted free agent, I mean, for the first couple of years, he was a freaking hell of a football player. I but, uh, loved him at Arizona state. He freaking ruined Matt Barkley at USC. That game where he freaking like got up in his face, like at the line of scrimmage, it was like Alvin Mack style was like pointing at him. And then comes back and intercepts the pass and runs him over. Yep. He was, he was so fun to watch. Like, he did so much stuff that would, like, get him in trouble. But, like, the style he played was just that junkyard dog who was so athletic and hit so hard. He was just so fun. Oh, you think I don't remember you? You don't want to come around my baby sister. You don't think I remember you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you can get Antonio Brown on the couch, um, the next one, uh, you might want to get Montez Perfect. And then there was the other one where that maybe Perfect was the one that was holding Antonio Brown back from Mike Mayock. And there was somebody else. Okay, so the voice of reason in this scenario was Montez Perfect. Okay, so this is really where we're at. This is a fantastic scenario for everybody involved. i tell you what, though. Vegas, you're getting your pro football team. Good freaking luck with it. You're bringing in a quarterback who's holier than now. Um, I, Brown and Perfect probably won't be there. Who the hell even knows what you're getting? It's going to be a gorgeous stadium, though. Well, so you're going to have that going for yourselves. Uh, hope Josh Jacobs and you know, uh, Pharrell and those guys pan out because I, I, who the hell knows? But hey, it's Vegas. It'll be fun, I guess, in somehow, some way. Pete, uh, what's everything? Uh, you know, I, uh, I believe we're is it seven three? I think was where we're at now. Packers over to Bears. Aaron Rodgers, yes. who hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in Chicago since 2015. You can throw that one out the window. Pete, what's the latest from Browns, Maven? Uh, I, I did thing, the last two days I've done things on three challenges for each team in order to win. And I did a thing on John Dorsey and basically find, you know, he won't quit, quit bad draft picks, but he finds creative ways to uh, make it work. Uh, and that's what's ultimately, you know, elevating him into being really, really successful with the Browns, like the Baker Mayfields and stuff like that are, are obviously very good. But like, you know, you've got Austin Corbett and Chad Thomas who can't play dead and no one cares about either one of them heading into Sunday. And there's a reason for that. It's because he's been able to make things work to make them so they're not big deals. Um, and I'll be honest, um, I'm really, really intrigued by Sunday's dress list. I can't lie to you. It's, it, that's going to be an interesting one. 
Uh, could be a couple of eye-popping names on there. Um, but uh, Dan, Shon Dan Shonka, and, I, and I'll piggyback off you here, uh, from Our Lads Football. And, you know, Dan has a long, long resume. I, I won't just say in the NFL, but in football. And, you know, knows John well. Uh, he worked with John when John was first no longer an NFL player. But was in the scouting community and that type of stuff. And he said, you know, John will gamble on you and he'll even give you a second chance on the gamble he took on you, but he'll double down. And, uh, you know, we're there with a couple of these guys. And, you know, obviously, you know, Pete just you know, mentioned who those guys are. Um, but, you know, it, it will not be long. He will – he'll kick you if he's got to kick you. And if scenarios arise here, there's certain guys here where they may think they're comfortable and they may not be nearly as comfortable as they possibly think they are. Um, at Browns Maven on Twitter, uh, make, you know, help Pete out. Make sure you're following over there, BrownsMaven.com. Jump on over there through the SI, through SI. Click on Cleveland Browns. Um, no, become a member though. Get involved. You'll be able to talk with mostly you know, Browns fans. I doubt anybody's in there trolling. It's not like freaking Twitter. Thank God. Which is you know at times as great as you guys have been to me, but there's a lot of Twitter that's just gets worse and worse, and the cesspool of it continues. Um, make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself at Locked On Browns, uh, always a follow back account. DMs are always open. Um, and I'm starting to hear more and more, you know, questions and, you know, just a lot of, tw you know, a lot of DMs over there just talking ball where, you know, look, a lot of people just are on Twitter to read things, not to talk, whatever. I have no problem with that, guys. I'll try to keep that up the best I can. Me personally, at Jeff underscore L, uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, uh, you know, DMs are open over there. Um, hopefully I can kind of get back to doing some of these, you know, guest spots and other spots, but it's, it, it's not even, you know, the, with what went on you know, with me personally, but it's, you know, the kids and my wife and it's, it, there's just a lot going on right now. I mean, the, the time is certainly, certainly limited and it's, you know, just enough to even get in this. So, uh, I'll try to do the best I can for everybody. Obviously in the jet week, I know it's probably going to be a busy one, so we'll figure all that out. Uh, but thanks everybody for the appreciation and the support as always. Oh, Pete, I can't let it close yet, though. NFL-wise, Brown-wise, anything we missed? Uh, Trevon Coley signed uh, to the Ravens practice squad, which is interesting. And we didn't cover this yesterday, but it happened. Uh, Ryan suck up the Titans kicker, which one of the few positions I feel like the Titans were genuinely better than the Browns, uh, went on injured reserve, and they had to sign Cairo Santos to be their kicker. Um, I think that's a bigger deal than probably most people do because Brian Suckup is a guy who can kick the shit out of the ball, is, has led from 50-plus, and the Titans may need those type of field goals if they're going to win. Did they at least give him the return, or is he just straight on IR? Well, they don't have to designate it right now. Oh, okay. You know, it's you know, it's it's always a tough spot to use with the kicker. Um, and then one other thing is um, the Titan players seem a little bit, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously we know where this Browns fandom is right now and it's off the rails, but the Titans, like, I mean, you know, like, like they, they seem like they're really boasting. Their, I mean, is there really a difference between seven and seven? It's, you know, kind of like Cleveland Browns, you know, and I'm looking at a lot of these, I'm looking at a lot of these positions and I'm thinking, well, what are you, why are you guys think you're so much significantly better? You were nine and seven last year. The Browns were seven, eight, one. Bro, it ain't much difference. No, but it feels like a natural reaction when you've had your first game of the season. Is is, is a team that had, you, you you've had you know an insane amount of coverage for 
compared to any other year, really. And then the Titans never get any press, which uh, has been mentioned by, by uh, Mike Vrabel and his mustache. Um, so I, I understand it. I mean, that's naturally what you're going to have. That's the attitude you're going to have, that you're basically going to play this up as, you know, as some kind of motivation to shut them up, shut, you know, anyone else up, whatever, respect, blah, 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 and all that contrived crap that nevertheless works. Yeah, it just seems weird in that respect. So we'll put a bow on this one here. Um, I'm going to get you guys something tomorrow night. Uh, you know, obviously, P will be busy. Uh, Pete, you and the crew at Streetsboro, um, quarterback coach. Um, look, I, who cares? Wins or wins. You can run the ball to do it. That's fine. Uh, you got backs. And uh, my boy Chris, so what was it, 250 week one? Come on, man. Let's get to two grand. Let's go. Chop, chop. At 242. And to be fair, my quarterback is part of the running game. He had 100 and something yards. So, uh, look, it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. W's or W's or W's or W's. That's all that's what matters. So, best of luck to you guys tomorrow. We'll get you something up there. Um, probably, I'm thinking somewhere, hopefully, early Saturday, we can get the pregame done. Um, I know you guys, the pre and the post were huge for the success of the show last year. I know you guys truly appreciate it. Um, the numbers right now are nothing to sneeze at, and I appreciate you guys all for being along for the ride here. Um, so you're obviously thankful for that. I'll put the bow on it here. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. Uh, guys, only a couple more wake-ups, and we get to see this product on the road. Getting pretty stinking excited. <laughs>